0: Welcome to another episode of Finesse Media Podcast, Season 2, with your host, Ken Finesse Media, and co-host, treat a Millionaire. As the hosts gather their show notes and stage the studio for their next guest, sit back, sit back, turn up your, your volume, body. and get ready for something brand new.
1: I'm your host, Ken from Nest Media. I got my co-host in the studio with me, Teresa Millionaire in the building. What's going on, sis?
2: Another week. What's up?
1: What's up? What's up? You
3: already know who it is. It's your girl, Teresa Millionaire.
1: That's right. That's right. That's right. And you're checking in another, another episode of Finesse Media Podcast. And each and every week on Finesse Media Podcast, we bring about listeners and folks that's finessing the game. So uh, if you're tuned in, make sure that you're following and subscribe um, to our channel. If you're checking us out on Spotify, Our Heart Radio, um, and what else we got? We Blog Talk Radio on Apple Podcasts, Google, wherever you can find us. Uh, make sure you're hitting the subscribe and follow button. And uh, this week, every, every uh, week, again, we have somebody that's finessing the game. We can't wait to speak to the acting coach, uh, Louis Stanfield. Uh Can't wait to speak to that brother and uh, pick his head and let you guys know uh, the things that, that he's doing and finessing the game. And then again, also, we talk about HBCUs. So each and every week on Finesse Media Podcast, HBCUs are, um, again, that thing that we highlight. And if you want your HBCU to be spotlighted on Finesse Media, hit us up, finessedmediapodcast at gmail.com. We'll love to have you, we'll love to support and recognize your HBCU. But more importantly, if you attended that university that you hit us up about, we also want you to come on to talk about your experience at that university. So we're going to get it cracking. We can't wait to speak with our guest, uh, Louis Stancio, uh coming up in this episode. Treats, what's going on? How have your week been? A couple of days? Have you been busy? We're not really moving around. We're quarantined.
3: man, and- quarantine is something I've burnt through once again, Netflix after Netflix after <laughs> Netflix <so.
2: laughs>
3: and a uh, bottle of wine, bottle of wine, bottle of wine, so right, right, right. you know how that Mazel goes <laughs> Mazel, Mazel, Mazel As we take a sip <laughs> absolutely uh, um, let's see, what have I been doing so I had the uh, when I was laying the cement one day, nothing exciting nothing exciting um, watching hella Netflix uh, if you guys watch Ozark on Netflix it's a good ass series Um, let's see I watched Ozark I watched mm-hmm. Raising Dion a series uh, Lock and Key a series Black Lightning a series Love is Blind a series
1: The Circle a okay, series yes, <laughs> you watching a whole bunch of shit. Okay. Yep. All right. We gotta get Trees and all of ourselves uh, out the house, man. This is crazy. Um
2: I gotta get out. I'm
3: going crazy in this month.
1: Man. Yeah, so that's what we doing checking out uh Netflix movies as well. Uh hanging out around the, around the crib, getting some things done, uh, Knocking out a couple of episodes, I guess, too. Uh, So if you've been checking in with us. A couple, a couple, a couple. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We're almost wrapping it up Uh, this season. Season two of Finesse Media is almost over. And so make sure you check us out. Um, Finesse Media, um, you know, check us out. And we'll love to uh, have you down for our launch party. That's going to be happening August the 22nd, uh, 2020, Dallas, Texas. So I can't
3: oh, wait it's for that. gonna go down.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
3: Everybody needs if you get that invite, you should wanna have your face in the place because it's gonna be a major move. I know I'm gonna be there and I'm gonna be ready for all the nonsense. Okay. So y'all need to be there. Have your face in the place. Make sure you come ready to network, you know, because everybody that has been on the podcast every single person is invited to the launch party so that means it could be famous comedians there famous makeup artists uh stylists you know the list goes on and on and on pilots mm-hmm. musicians you know so
1: if Come you in know with your uh, best um thing you know what i mean so the yes. people that's invited, make sure, making sure that you're ready to support and uh, rub elbows for folks. Because uh, that's what we're doing. We got people that's finessing the game. The folks that's coming is going to be finessed uh, as well. So uh, we're going to be recording live. So we can't wait uh, so that when you come down, you get to see how we do it and do what we yes, do. Yes,
3: yes. <laughs> and that's the, that's the key thing there. We're going to be recording live.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, so y'all better be uh, ready And uh, get ready to see how we get it cracking But as mentioned, uh, we always talk about HBCUs And uh, again, HBCUs are certainly important Uh, Like I said myself and co-host Teresa millionaire We're alumni uh, from the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff So we're going to always talk about HBCUs And uh, it's time for the HBCU of the week
0: Here we go Historically black colleges and universities, commonly called HBCUs, are defined by the Higher Education Act of 1965 as any historically black college or university that was established prior to 1964 whose principle was and is the education of black Americans and that is accredited by a nationally recognized accrediting agency or association determined by the Secretary of Education. It's now time for the Finesse Media Podcast, HBCU of the Week.
3: All right, all right. Our HBCU of the week is Clark Atlanta University. Clark Atlanta University is a private, historically black university in Atlanta, Georgia. It was formed in 1988 with the consolidation of Clark College, founded in 1869, and Atlanta University, founded in 1865. Clark Atlanta University is a member of the United Negro College Fund and is the largest collegiate institution in Atlanta University Center Consortium. Clark Atlanta University was formed by the consolidation of Atlanta University, which offered only graduate degrees, and Clark College, a four-year undergraduate institution, oriented towards the liberal arts. Atlanta University, founded in 1865 by the American Missionary Association. With later assistance from Freedmen's Bureau, was before consolidation the nation's oldest graduate institution serving a predominantly African-American student body. By the late 1870s, Atlanta College had begun granting bachelor's degrees and supplying black teachers and librarians to the public school of the South. In 1929 through 1930, it began offering graduate education exclusively in various liberal arts areas and in the social and natural forensics it gradually added professional programs in social work, library science, and business administration. At this time, Atlanta University affiliated with Morehouse College and Spelman College in a university plan known as the Atlanta University Center. Ladies and gentlemen, our HBCU of the Week, Clark Atlanta University.
1: Shout out to Clark Atlanta University. Shout out to, yes, the, yes. Shout out to the Phi Beta Sigma uh, chapter, the side chapter down there. My friend, brother Leon uh, Valentine, I know you're down there holding it. Well, you actually went there, you're an alumni, but he attended the university. So shout out to Clark Atlanta University. Uh, thank you for being our HBCU of the week. Uh, continue to do things that you're doing. Again, if you fast forward, checked it out or missed it, uh, our HBCUs, uh, we want to spotlight each and every week, so hit us up, finessemediapodcast at com if you want your HBCU to be spotlighted, and then also come on uh, to the show. We want to bring you on to talk about your experience at that HBCU, so that's what's happening, and it's going down, and uh, we can't wait. Later in this episode, we're talking to the coach, uh, Louis Stancil, uh actor coach, so can't wait to speak with him. And uh, pick his brain and see what the hell he's been doing and finesse the game in such a way that he's been doing it, man. Absolutely, yeah.
3: can't wait to have him on and let him give us some jewels, the inside track on a lot of things. So, what have you been doing during this quarantine? What What has been your day to day like?
1: Oh man, really? Just I guess with the with the, with the new baby, right? So we we doing that. So we we making sure baby is good and. Uh, sleeping all day. Kids is running around the crib, crazy as a mug. So, uh, other than that, I mean, we're really sitting <laughs> in the house. But being creative, though, finding things to do. Uh, I got them some uh, like those dinosaur things you put inside the water. I think, uh-huh. Like the cotton. It looked like a pill, like an Advil pill. And it swells
3: up type yeah. thing. Yeah, well
1: uh-huh. it just swells up. It totally blew their mind. And uh, we, we did a couple of those things. So, thinking about using that old science project. Remember so, the uh, bacon soda benefits? the volcano joint. uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And put some food
3: coloring in there. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Make it look like like a volcano. Mm -hmm. So I have a little project that if you have little boys, which you do, and little girls might like it too, but I found the little boys they look. So like you said, the dinosaurs. Little boys love dinosaurs. You can go right to Dollar Tree or somewhere like that and get a package of those. It's a huge bag of like plastic figurines. It can be animals. You guys know what I'm talking about. Sometimes it's the army figures or whatever, whatever. But just go get a a big flat pan or whatever, something, and you bury those in sand. Bury them Mm -hmm. in sand. Get you some sand. Mm -hmm. And then, go ahead and give your kids, like, some paint brushes, tweezers. Make them a dinosaur kit you know they're they're going to get the dinosaurs out and have Mm -hmm. them digging it they love it they'll they'll dig for hours so that was something (laughs) i did i put it on my dining room table set it up real big got me a bunch of sand from home depot put it put it in there um made a little with plastic and some wood made basically an indoor sandbox poured hella sand in there buried Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff throughout the uh Sand and I told him, "Y'all gotta be an archaeologist and build, you know, and you know, discover the dinosaurs and see what you can find.
2: Mm-hmm. And put and a couple coins
3: in there and stuff. You know, kids like finding money. Put a couple dollars in there. They'll be digging in that damn sandbox for hours. Look, I found a coin. Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah, you got hey. a quarter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so you put you put cash in there too?
3: Yeah, I put some cash in there. I put about five dollars in there. So different dominations had two actual one dollar bills and the rest of the three dollars was in change, pennies, you know dimes, nickels, quarters buried it all in there with plastic toys and stuff and you tell them what you, you know, excavate you get to keep, they learn new words and everything, kids will like it so that's a tip for y'all, something to do while you are quarantined inside the house, if you can't get no sand, bury the shit in your yard shit
1: Mm-hmm. and that's it you gotta keep these kids busy uh, education don't stop you know you gotta it um, does not you definitely gotta keep um, you know finding things to do creative things to do keep that mind going and keep that brain going but we're gonna keep it going I guess that's a good segue to go to uh, again each and every week on Finesse Media Podcast we talk to people that's finessing the game so I can't wait to speak with Louis Stanzio actor coach uh, who I understand is in the building and uh, we'll be speaking with him in a second but for those that follow the show and follow the podcast man each and every week also we talk about the uh, what the fuck news
2: <laughs> so oh uh-huh. shoot what it's you crazy. got for
1: listen man Therese, I had seen some stuff that was going on and I said listen I gotta bring it to the show so in what the fuck news it's just that we bring you news that make you go what the fuck so real quick segment little fun segment so uh, hopefully you're chicken, uh, chilling with your quarantine and with your popcorn. But uh, what the fuck You news. turn on the news yeah.
0: and hear about the same old boring stories. Shootings and high-speed police chases. Not here. We cover the real news. News that make you say, what the fuck? So get ready for what the fuck news.
1: <laughs> news that make you go, what the fuck? So this headline reads, a man uses... A bucket truck to visit oh, visit, wow, that's bad grammar but visit mom's third floor window so you can always, al- already probably imagine that if he's using a bucket to visit his mom on the third floor that this probably got something to do with the Corona, but this ain't stopping, you know my folks out there in the Midwest, in Ohio uh, an Ohio man, unable to visit his mother, a nursing home, due to the Corona, as mentioned and the lockdown, but he used a tree trimming bucket uh, truck to visit her third floor window uh, Charlie Adams, owner of Adams Tree Preservation in Youngstown, said he wanted to visit his mother, Julie, 80 years old, in the Windstore Store uh, Estates Assistant Living, New Middletown. But the facility is on lockdown due to the COVID-19 pandemic with no visitors allowed inside and no residents allowed to leave. Well, it ain't stopped Adams. Adams got up in there and said, hey, I pulled my truck up, set up the bucket, and called the phone. And uh, I said, Mom, look, look, I'm outside. <laughs> look, I'm outside your window. And there I was, Adams. So, I mean, this and what the fuck news definitely uh, made me do just that, Trees. Just say, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I mean, what, I can't even knock the motherfucker.
2: Because...
3: <laughs> what we've had to come to. But I give him all respect. You know what I mean? He's like, okay, you ain't going to let me in this motherfucker. I can't That's blame fine. I got a whole truck Listen. in my driveway right now that I can drive and I'm gonna put get up in this bucket and use my controls and me, pull up myself there. up to my mama's damn window. Mom, I'm outside. Look out your door, out your window. I'm out here. I'm gonna How post
1: you doing? A photo. I'm gonna post a photo on our social media page. But this man <laughs> isn't it's a it's a story too because I think in live in action with the camera crew, uh, they caught the man still up there. Uh, but it's a it's a funny photo, man. But what the fuck? So. People are, you know, at quarantine. They're upset. They got to do things and they can't see folks. And uh, this man said, "Hey, I'm jumping up there in this bucket and seeing my
2: mama." So I, I mean, can't,
3: I can't be even mad at that. He they said his mama is 80 years old. 80. You know, she's lived a long, good life. And in actuality, you know, she might not make it through the quarantine, and not because she got sick,
2: mm-hmm. because
3: she's just at that age. So. He said he ain't trying to waste no time. He, he finna roll on up and see her.
1: No days off. <laughs> <laughs> no days off. This man said, look, I'm finna keep doing what I'm doing. So, man, yes. And what the fuck news. So, send us some stuff, too. Finesse Media Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you're finding some news out there that making you go what the fuck, uh, hit us up in our email, and uh, we'll post it. We'll talk about it on the next episode. But uh, as mentioned as uh, a couple of times already, uh, our Vanessa. Uh, this episode of Finesse Media Podcast Season 2, I'm so excited to speak with Lewis Stansell. He's an active coach in Hollywood and doing his thing, checking out Google his name. Uh, we're about to bring him in and talk with him, Treece, uh on this podcast. So uh certainly can't wait. Uh, we're going to take a quick, quick, quick um, break from our sponsors, and then we're going to bring him on. I'm sorry to keep teasing you, but here we go. We'll Thank
0: you for listening to Finesse Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Latrice Murray Views. Quality photography that won't break the bank. Contact Latrice Murray Views Photography today at lmviewsphoto at gmail.com to book your photo shoot today.
2: There is always a curious tie Between the fall and the creation, taking this ghastly risk uh, is the condition of their being life.
1: Hey, I love that track. <laughs>
4: <laughs> shout out to Philly. I
3: see, I seen you singing, I said, Oh shit, he coming in this look
1: singing that thing.
4: <laughs> <laughs> shout out, shout out, shout out, shout
1: out to Philly Blue yeah. track. Um, but again, Finesse Media Podcast uh, We talk to people that's in the game Can't wait to speak with uh, Louis Stanzil. We got him already in queue We already got him ready And uh, without further ado, man Welcome to the Finesse Media Podcast uh, episode or Podcast platform uh, And we want to bring on The actor, the coach uh, Holding it down, all the way from Baltimore And make some noise, join the, pod, the podcast Mr. Louis Stanzel What's going on, bro? <sighs>
4: <laughs> what up what up what up guys man what's going, what's on? going
3: on what's going on What's going
4: uh just staying safe in these streets with COVID-19 yep that's all you can Not do This serious in the bed in the bed in the house uh-huh. locked I- down right 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 thank y'all for having me I appreciate it oh, oh we
3: appreciate you coming on the show man thanks for taking the time out to come on and let our audience and your audience
4: get to know you a little bit deeper Absolutely, mm-hmm. my pleasure, my pleasure. And before y'all we do doing? that, Louis, the proper,
1: go ahead. My my fault, bro. Go ahead.
4: No, I was just checking on y'all. How y'all doing? Y'all good?
3: Oh, we doing oh, good. Feeling good. Feeling great. Feeling great. Feeling
2: good.
1: <laughs> hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what we're going to do, Lewis, is bring you in the right way. So for our listeners on Finesse Media, if you're not familiar with uh, the actor coach, Lewis Stanziel, we're going to give a quick bio to introduce him the proper way on Finesse Media, and then we're going to jump into the conversation. So uh, Louis Stanziel, Trees, man, let these people know who the fuck this man is and how he's been finessing the game <laughs> uh, all the way from Baltimore. Absolutely.
3: So we have Mr. Louis Stansil, who is an acting coach. Louis Stansil saw the need to help talent better understand the entertainment industry. Through his TalkBack platform and with the help of top industry professionals, he has helped elevate the careers of countless talent across the country. Born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland, Louis Stansil is creating a buzz for himself in the entertainment industry. In 2013, Lewis opened his talent training service center in five major markets across the country, including New York City, Los Angeles, Atlanta, New Orleans, and Chicago. In 2016, Lewis was named one of the top Five training service providers by the Hollywood Reporter. He began his career as an actor, then worked as a talent scout for a well-known talent agency before transitioning to casting, directing, and producing on various projects. Most recently, Lewis coached Meek Mill in Overbrook and Sony's anticipated film *Charm City Kings*, a Netflix, a Netflix, excuse me, adaptation film. Lewis was the casting director for a pilot presentation executively produced by Little Rail Howry of Get Out. Lewis Stancil is the CEO of LS Studios in Atlanta, LS Studios Los Angeles, and is a celebrity acting coach. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Finesse Media Podcast, Mr. Lewis Stancil.
1: Yes, how we go over this <laughs> month. <That's not> today. <laughs>
4: Thank y'all for having me.
1: Almost there. Thanks so much for coming on once again, man. So, Lewis, all the way from Baltimore, Maryland. uh, How was that, man? How was it growing up in Baltimore, Maryland? Shout out to Tracy Braxton uh, from Baltimore. Her birthday is today. But how was it growing up in Baltimore, Maryland? Never been out there.
4: I got to be honest with you. um, It was different because it all started in my household. So both of my parents are deaf. So I'm fluent in sign language. So, oh, wow. with that challenge, that, that's actually what got me into the industry. So, uh, seeing Baltimore as it is, it's my hometown. It's familiar territory. Mm-hmm. And then when I leave, I'm like, oh, snap. You know, it's confined to certain things. So, it, it, it doesn't have that much art artistic flavor until, you know, the wire got to Baltimore. And that's when I really got the bug in the industry when the wire was shot there. And, yeah, took off from there.
3: Okay. So what was, you say you first got into it when you started seeing The Wire, which was iconic and still is.
4: Yeah. So yes.
3: what did you, did you always want to be an actor and be in an acting? Like, what was the really first time? What was the pull? I know you said, huh?
4: Yeah. You, you, what was the pull to the industry?
3: Yeah, what was your pull? Like, did you always want to be an actor, or did when did that shift happen?
4: I got you. No, I actually wanted to be a chef, a culinary chef, to be honest. Um, oh, okay. And I got denied in middle school. But one thing that I realized, um, uh, what what drew me to you know human behavior is, like I said and mentioned, both of my parents are deaf, so I always had to pay attention to what my mom and dad uh, behavior was because they can just sign the, the words in their hands but deep inside are they joking are they upset mm. you know, are they being sarcastic so I always right. had to pay attention to how they said it mm. and that's what pulled me and then uh, like I mentioned the wire so one of the actors was one of the drama uh, leaders at my church When I was like 13, uh, yeah, around 12, 13, and I got pulled into the drama ministry at my church. And then from there, I knew I wanted to, you know, take it serious.
3: That's That's wonderful. That's very dope. Yeah. So when did you, so you said you got pulled into um, drama from your church ministry. So when did you first perform? Like, what was your first performance?
4: Uh, (laughs) Ah. It was actually a church play called Ebony Scrooge, so we did a little remix to it. Um, and that was like my first theatrical performance. So it was like a church production. And then from there, that's when I went to my grandma, told her I wanted to take it serious, and I started Googling acting schools in Baltimore.
3: Okay.
2: Okay.
4: Yeah.
3: Alright. Now, let me ask you, when you first got into it, so you were you did your productions at church and you started googling different acting schools. What right, was right. that top actor that you kind of wanted to model yourself after or that you looked up to in the field?
4: Around that time, I was pulled by, you know, Will Smith and Jamie Foxx. So those real were good me, my two. Yeah, those were my two, you know. Actors that I was always watching because they were uh, they were the prime and still are, but during that time they was like on every you know TV show and movie around that time that I was growing up and watching shows in the early 2000s.
3: Now you mentioned Will Smith and Jamie Foxx, who both had iconic uh, television shows. I would say groundbreaking. From Jamie Foxx show to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Now, yep, yep. if you could remake one of those shows, whose show would you remake and be the
4: main character? <laughs> oh, hold on. You say that one more time and rename the character? Or if you could though,
3: if you could remake, let's say, remake the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, do it again, Okay. or the okay. Jamie Foxx show, whose show okay. would you want to do?
4: Oh, of course, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Okay. <laughs> yes, 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 hands down, because I I don't think there's enough uh, TV shows that pushes us forward, black folks, and mm-hmm. that talks about family issues, you know, so I'm always down for that, and then you got Uncle Phil, who's the iconic, you know, father figure in the household, mm-hmm. and he was like the father figure to Will Smith, so that show, for me, I related to it, and that was a show that a lot of us can relate to, so hands
2: down, I will watch Fresh Prince of Bel Air. hmm
1: And so let's talk about it. I mean, because you being an actor, uh, acting coach, so you mm-hmm. know, I'm assuming you, you, you know, you like acting, and, and you, we we'll certainly talk about you know the uh, upcoming film, uh, Charm City Kings. But what got you into you know the acting a coach, you know, coaching arena? Because you also started your you know your own business from that. So uh, what right, got you into right. that field?
4: Great question. So, I mean, a lot of time has happened from when I started acting around 13, 14 to where I'm at now. Um, so I started out off as an actor and then going to New York, uh, I started getting to helping out being a freelance casting assistant by doing sign language interpreting for top casting offices and talent agencies. And then that's when I got a pull to work on the production side. And mm-hmm. I always had a heart to help others get put on, so to speak. I always, I started off wanting to be selfish idea of saying, hey, I want to be an actor. But I saw God bless my hand more about helping other people get put on. So I'm like, okay, cool. And I started getting self-gratification from that by helping other actor friends, you know, producers, directors, or anybody. Just giving them that one step closer to whatever goal that they had. So when I started seeing that the production side was working for me and elevating my career, I uh, came from being an actor, then started working in some casting offices as an intern, then started working for a talent agency as an intern. That turned into a full talent agent, talent scout, and then from there I started networking, started having my own business, and then from mm-hmm. my own business I ended up meeting uh, a really good friend of mine uh, who unfortunately passed away. He was my mentor, Dustin Felder, and he was the mm. acting coach for um, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith's kids. And Marlon Wayne, Usher, he was like the acting coach to the stars. And, he, and I met him back in 2011 on a film in Baltimore called Love, and then a year later mm. in 2012 um, on a movie called After Earth with Will and Jaden Smith, and we connected there. And then about two years later, when I started my own company, me Rep, it ended up going to – I opened up a studio in L.A. and I was looking for a place to rent it from, mm-hmm. like hold, hold the the classes and the events, and it, and it ended up being the same building as Dustin Felder. So I, I saw God on oh, wow. our steps. This. I walked out the door and I was like, yo, Dustin, what you doing here? He was like, yo – I hold my classes here. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I'm like, yo, okay, I see God 2011, 2012, now mm-hmm. all the way in 2014. And then, next thing we know, um, we ended up being business partners and opening up a studio, which then was called DFAS Atlanta.
2: Mm-hmm. And
4: now um, he transitioned in October of last year, God rest his soul. And now I opened up my own studio, LS Studios Atlanta and LA. Okay. And okay. So- and
1: you open up your first studio, uh, or in 2013, uh, and so you have other, you have locations in Los Angeles, Atlanta, New Orleans, and my hometown, Chicago. So, are those locations still open?
4: No, 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 no. I was back uh, when I had my former business, TMR. Unfortunately, no. So I have LS Studios Atlanta in Atlanta and Los Angeles right now, and who knows? May come to Chicago and New York. Oh yeah, we think. absolutely. Get it back. Definitely so, get it back in
1: in, in the, you know in in Chicago. Um, <laughs> yes, so yes,
4: yes. One thing and that like, I do want to mention. I'm sorry, to cut you off. One thing no, that go I ahead, do bro. want to mention. One thing um, I do want to mention is that success is repeatable. As long as we have the same worth, ethic and drive, man, I can do it again.
3: Absolutely. Now let's talk about Charm City Kings. Being on the production side, what is something that is being brought new to Charm City Kings? Like, how is production different from any other um, TV show or movie? What is different about the production on Charm City Kings?
4: Well, I can only speak from my experience. So my experience, hands down, is a family-oriented experience. Um, Of course, it's Overbrook, so that's owned by Will and Judah Pinkett Smith. And stepping on set, um, the executive producer, Caleb uh, Pinkett, which is Jada Pinkett's brother, um, hit me up, and Clarence hit me up, send their need, and then I knew I was going to be good because I know how they like to run things. So it was definitely, like, very, very hands-on, and it was like a, a, a brothership because it was a lot of guys. It was a male-driven production production. Um, by by being on that set, so a lot of majority of the cast, about ninety per ninety percent, ninety five percent of the cast is all African American male.
3: Okay, now who do you think in the movie is most like their character?
4: <laughs>
3: oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I I have
4: to say Meek Mill. Okay. I have to say Meek Mill.
3: Okay, sure. and but who is least the like their character? character.
4: Um. Hmm. hmm, that's a good one. up uh, Winston, because he's very kind. He's the lead. He's very kind in person, and the, the, the role he embodies on camera is like, what? Nah, you, that can't be you. No, get away from me. You. <laughs> you ain't about that life. Okay. <laughs> now,
3: what do you think um, is going to surprise the audience the most about this movie without giving it away, but what do you think is going to surprise people the most about Charm City Kings?
4: Uh, the assumption that artists like rappers and singers cannot perform, so, hands down, no okay, okay, all right. Yeah. Now, if you could
3: call anybody out by name and tell them you have to come and see. Charm City Kings, who are you calling out? Like, make sure you're there. Like, have your face in the place.
4: As, a, a, as in an artist or a celebrity? Whoever. Who it like, could be
3: an artist, a celebrity, one of your friends, just anybody in the world. You want them there. Who would it be?
4: Ah, uh, man. Not to sound so mushy, but uh, I, I have to say my grandmother, you know? Like... No Making thats a sure good that, yeah, that's, that's a good one <laughs> you gotta grand my grandma the reason why is she was the one that helped me get into the industry, so my very first acting class, she spent well over three thousand dollars <throat> excuse me three thousand oh, yeah. dollars for me to get started, and just to see that investment then and then the investment now, right, my granny did. Yeah, yeah, applause
1: for Granny, for sure, for sure I actually, yeah.
4: I actually, I'm going to try to get her to come to the premiere with me, for sure So, I'm working on that
3: Ah, that's and, super sweet that's yeah. super And
4: is there sweet. a release date
1: uh, for for the film? Yes,
4: August 8, uh, August 14th Okay, okay The live theatrical release date
1: Okay, and, and being the act, acting coach, kind of going back into that, tossing it back around, uh, because you are again uh, finessing, uh, you know, in that industry. How was it Word. working with Meek Mills uh, on this film?
4: It was a great experience. It was his very first time uh, been on, you know, set as the lead. We gelled. I approached myself. We talked about the the theme, the tonality for the day. Each day, again. It was a partnership between me, him, the director, Hell and also the producers, which was, you know, Clarence and Caleb. So it was it was good because it was a collaboration every single day to move the project forward. hmm And hey, how do you That's work so- with...
1: How do you work with, you know, some of these newer actors like McMill's who haven't been in bros Mm -hmm. before and maybe have not, you know, much acting experience, assuming he does it. So how is it, you know, what's your formula to kind of give, I guess, a a cookie cutter kind of method and way of doing it and coaching, you know, your clients? How do
4: you do it? Without giving too much away, man. um, Okay. So they got to get some of that that, sauce.
2: They got to pay for that.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, first, I just have to say how, you know what I mean? You got to first figure out how the artists learn. So once I figure out how they learn, then I can work with them and build off of that. So that was the very first thing is, you know, working with Meek or working with, you know, Chino on set or working with Marvin on set or working with Jahi in certain scenes on set. I have to figure out how the artists learn. That way I can, you know, communicate effectively. Mm -hmm.
3: absolutely and that's you know when it comes down to it that's the same um as a teacher in a classroom like you're literally teaching everyone has different learning styles so you know some people they have to see it you know they're visual learners you know so that's super important or you'll just be hitting a wall hitting the wall
4: so kudos to you
3: on that absolutely appreciate it no problem now with everyone's costumes on -hmm. the movie in the movie, whose costumes were like hands down the best? Like, damn, they they shit is a
4: lot. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about, you're talking about like when you as an audience would go and watch it, right? Or you're just talking about yes. before, okay, um, mm, that's hard to say because it's inner city Baltimore, so it's like, it's, it's not too much. However, I will say, um, Chino's outfit, because he's a uh, a dirt bike rider, like Mm -hmm. the outfits that, you know, the costume department gave Chino uh, was pretty dope and fly. I think they really embody some of the local uh, designers and made sure that they were featured in the film. So, uh, hands down, Chino.
3: Oh, see, we got to get that
2: exclusive Mm -hmm. information.
3: We got to know who was fly, (laughs) who was fly in the movie.
2: Word, word, (laughs) word. Word. Yes, the Word
1: Lewis, man. But again, you've you finessed in the game, um, as, as as we mentioned at the top of the episode, but we always like to remind our, our uh guests that we, we reached out to you or you know that we are wanna bring you on this platform however the exchange happened. The reason that you're here and what you're you know doing really is finessing the game. Uh, you've been finessed by finesse media. Man, I, I really thank you so much uh for joining us on this podcast. We wanna let people know, um before how to follow you and all that social media jazz but what you got coming up next because again as a finesse, you always moving, man so uh that movie is coming up in, in in august but what you got coming up next what projects that you're working on that we can expect i
4: appreciate it man absolutely so all of my projects can be found on my website so it's lsactingstudios.com And they can be on our email listing. So you can join our acting studio if you're in Atlanta or Los Angeles. But as far as uh, projects that will be coming out that some of my artists are featured in, it will be on our website or social media. But one cool thing, one of my actors who I coach is Young 50 Cent. In the new TV series Raising Canaan, which is a spinoff of Power.
1: Oh, so, man. We can't. Don't you, don't <laughs> so you do us it like
2: that. Don't drop
1: the exclusive before you walk out the door.
3: Right. Is it going to be on <laughs> Stars again? Because then I got to sign back stars. up because I canceled it right after Power went off.
4: <laughs> it is SARS. So, shout out to young Makai Curtis. We worked hard on it. So, he is. Young 50 Cent, uh, or I could say, you know, his character name, uh, Raisin Canaan. So he's Young Canaan.
2: Ooh.
3: You done dropped all the exclusives, and we thank you for it. Now, before You're you welcome. leave, tell everybody where they can go follow you and just see everything and tap in so they can see everything that's going on with Mr. Lewis Stanstill.
4: Absolutely. So. You can go to our website, lsactingstudios.com. Again, that's lsactingstudios.com. And then you can go to our contact information, and you'll be able to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. But you can follow me directly at Louis Santil. L-O-U-I-S-S-T-A-N-C-I-L.
1: That's what's up. We got your back, Lewis. We're going to follow you because we want to keep up with you to make sure we don't Much miss love. shit that you got going on, man. <laughs> keep Absolutely. Keep finessing the game, man. Uh, and uh, again, shout out to your team, your people, your representation. I always shout out when, when people got good representation. So shout out to your team. Uh, they're wonderful. Yes, yes, they're, yes. they're definitely representing you in the best way, man. So keep finessing the game. Thank it you, handy, Maddie. Way. Yeah, be, yeah, Maddie, <laughs> shout out to Maddie, 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 man. So you've been finessed by Finesse Media, uh, Lewis. Keep in the game. Thanks for joining us on this podcast episode, bro. Okay. Thank you. That's most Thank deaf, you so man. much. Yeah, I'll keep All up with right Lewis. Care.
2: That's just Keep
1: up. With Lewis and everything that he's doing, another finesse is joining us on this episode of Finesse Media Podcast. Treats, what a good episode with another great guest.
3: Excellent, excellent. I just, I wanted to talk to him a little longer because then I didn't even get to ask him what celebrities he was working with currently. Oh man, it's just like I didn't have enough time. I was so into getting the info on the movie i just had to find out about the movie (laughs) i want to know what the people is wearing who's fly who's not who's Mm -hmm. what's the atmosphere like and he answered all the questions with such professionalism and gave us the inside track so thank you so much mr standstill for that interview we definitely want to see you back you know we got to get you back on because we got to tap in and see what you have going on later So we'll
1: definitely want you back, sir. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Louis Stanfield, actor, coach, holding down for Baltimore, Maryland. And uh, make sure you check us out uh, each and every week. Finesse Media, we bring in people that's finessing the game. And uh, we'll check you next episode uh, with something brand new. Teresa, I'm out of here. It is time. To go back to the quarantine schedule. All right. (laughs) Peace.
3: Once again, you know we're going to keep you official like a referee with a whistle. Finesse Media Podcast, Treats a Millionaire,
1: out. We out, man. Hold it down. Louis Danziel, man, we'll see you next time with another episode of Finesse Media. But you got to come back and tell us some more. Keep finessing the motherfucking game. We out of here, y'all. We'll see you next week.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Finesse Media Podcast.